Welcome to Strange and Creepy. Spirits, ghosts, they can be unexpected, terrifying, and sometimes they fall in the category of helping ghosts. It was around June of last summer when my brother started working for a landscaping company. Adrian had been on the job for only a month when he got the call. The home office sent him to the house of a regular customer who lived on the south side of town in the outskirts of San Antonio. Driving in the company van, Adrian wasn't familiar with this part of town, and he was alone. The area was remote. Man, I'm out in the boonies he whispered to himself. All he could see were trees and a few scattered houses and miles of fields. Adrian was sure he had missed the turn when he finally found the country road. There were only a few houses and the road came to a dead end. Ah, oh, here it is. Adrian was relieved and he saw a man waving at him standing in the front yard. The old man walked slowly and motioned for him to follow him inside. Hmm. Adrian thought it was odd. He thought that he had led him to the backyard, but no, he was motioning him to come inside the house. The old man pointed to a heavy-looking credenza in the living room. The man wanted him to move it to the back wall. Hmm. Looking at his slight frame, Adrian knew that the owner would not have been able to budge it, and he was glad to help. The old man looked grateful. Adrian finally was able to follow him toward the kitchen, and the old man led him to the back door to begin working in the backyard. He worked all afternoon, removing weeds and pruning various parts of the garden. Adrian could tell that for the most part, the yard had been well taken care of in the past. This was his last job for the day, and Adrian was glad to be on his way home. The next day, the manager received an irate call from a woman. Why did you landscape our yard? I already had canceled services. Hmm. The manager was somewhat confused. Well, ma'am, uh, we received a call from your address to come out and do some work yesterday. That's impossible. The woman demanded an explanation. She insisted she had not called the landscaping company and stated she wasn't going to pay for services. The manager scratched his head. Well, ma'am, you already paid us. The woman was upset and adamant, insisting neither she or anyone else had called the landscaping company. She demanded to see proof of payment. Adrian returned that afternoon to the house and handed her the check. The lady stared at the personal check for a long time. Her lips parted and her eyes watered. She remained silent for several moments as she returned the check and then looked at Adrian in disbelief. There were tears in her eyes. <laughs> That's my father's check. That's his signature. I, I, I don't understand. My father died three years ago. Adrian learned that after his passing, the woman found it hard to continue the maintenance of the yards and eventually canceled all services from the landscaping company. 
but she confessed. My father was especially proud of his garden. She told Adrian he had done a beautiful job, and the garden looked like the way her father had it when he was alive. She said when she returned from work she thought it was strange to have found the credenza moved to the back wall. That's where my dad had it originally. My brother Adrian, once a hard-nosed skeptic, left that afternoon a believer in the paranormal. There was no doubt in his mind he had spent an afternoon with a ghost. And he still had the check to prove it. My son, Victor Jr., would be arriving this afternoon, and I really wanted everything to be perfect. Oh, I hadn't seen him since Christmas. I was beside myself with excitement. He told me over the phone yesterday his plane would arrive just in time for my birthday. Oh, I couldn't stop whistling and smiling ear to ear. I had already mopped the kitchen and dusted the furniture. My congestion was a minor annoyance, and my allergies were acting up. But other than that, I felt quite well. Mom, don't overdo it! My daughter Liz shouted from the other room. Well, I was pleased with myself. The carpet should be vacuumed, though. It was still early and by the time Victor arrived, the house would look nice and remind him of the house he knew as a child. <laughs> he was now a successful businessman living in Chicago, and although he lived far from home, oh, he was a good son, and he called often. Mom, let me do that. Rest, it's your birthday. My daughter came in from the kitchen, but by the time she walked in, well, I was almost finished. I had kept my pace up and ran through the entire room with the vacuum cleaner. The living room is the first room everyone notices, I told her. I glanced at the clock. Oh, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. My body was feeling warm and I really did feel unusually tired, so I decided to lie down just for a few minutes. Mom, are you okay? My daughter Liz asked, worried when she saw me lying down on my bed. Just a little tired, I said, smiling. Let me just rest for a few minutes. I'll be fine. After a short nap, I sat up and felt dizzy. The room was spinning and my head was throbbing. Oh, no. I hope I'm not coming down with something, I whispered to myself. I didn't want to worry my daughter, and at the same time, I didn't want her to say, I told you so, and then scold me for overdoing the house cleaning. Every time I swallowed, my throat was burning. I shuffled to the kitchen and reached for the cinnamon. The best thing was to make some tea. Hmm. Well, I had the house to myself now. I guess Liz must have gone to run errands, and I knew she'd be picking Victor up from the airport soon. Oh, my lemon tea should take care of everything, I said to myself. Sipping from my oversized cup, I rested the back of my hand across my forehead. Trickles of sweat outlined my brow and hairline. Oh, I was running a fever. Quietly, I walked back to my bedroom, careful not to spill my tea. I knew Victor would be here in a few hours, so I decided to rest and pray my symptoms would go away. 
The last thing I wanted was to be sick on my birthday. And I didn't want my daughter or my son to see me this way. I certainly didn't want them to get sick. I fell asleep soon after drinking my tea. When I awoke, my symptoms felt worse. I could barely open my eyes. Everything was a blur. My eyes were watery. My eyelids were heavy. Ah, but I felt Victor sitting next to me. Victor, I said so excited with my hoarse voice. You're home. We embraced for a long time, and I could smell the sandalwood and musk from his cologne. Happy birthday, he whispered. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. He lay me back down, covered me with the bed cover. Shh, he said. He knew I was sick and wanted me to rest. By late afternoon, a couple of hours later, I sat up refreshed. My, my fever had broken, and I felt so much better. What happened? How could I have gotten so sick? I must have overdone it with the cleaning, and the excitement of my son's visit had gotten me all worked up. When I got up from the bed, I felt energetic and well. Oh, I was so relieved to be back to myself. When I walked in the kitchen, my daughter Liz was sitting at the counter. Where's Victor? I asked. Mom, he's not here yet. His plane arrives in an hour. Actually, I'm leaving right now to the airport. What are you talking about? I was talking to him just an hour ago. He gave me a big hug and he wished me a happy birthday. Liz gave me a puzzled look. Mom, no one has been here. What are you talking about? I just spoke to Victor on the phone. He called to remind me to pick him up at gate five. He'll be here in an hour. I still have his text with the information of the name of the airline and flight number. No, no, I saw him, I insisted. He, he was sitting at the edge of my bed. <laughs> I even smelled his cologne. Do you know he uses the same one your father used to wear when he was alive? Liz stared at me. I suddenly realized who had come to visit. It was my deceased husband, Victor. He was always a loving and caring man, and he prided himself for always being the first one in the household to wish me a happy birthday. His passing last year was so hard on all of us. But his cancer had spread, and we knew he only had a few more months to live. My dear husband, Victor, he must have seen how sick I was feeling and came in to look in on me. And as was his custom when he was alive, he still wanted to be the first to wish me a happy birthday. This account is part of a collection from the book True Ghost Stories by Celinda Hart, available on Amazon. You've been listening to Strange and Creepy. I'm your host, Celinda Hart. If you would like to share a strange or creepy experience, send me an email at celindahart at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>